Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. Today, we're going to talk about an item that you can wear that is suitable for both fall and spring, especially when you want to keep your hands warm outside, but don't want to completely cover your hands because you need your fingers to feel around. Now, we're not going to get into the fashion side so much as to the practical side, but they can be fashionable, and we'll talk about that too. Are you intrigued yet? Are you wondering what I'm talking about? In case you're trying to take a guess, let me stop you. We're not talking about scarves, and we're not talking about hats. No, 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 no. Not at all. Open up your big book of stuff and turn to the section on useful accessories and maybe the subsection on cute useful accessories because today we're going to talk about fingerless gloves or half gloves. Let's get started. Special thanks to this episode sponsor, Soul, a seat at my ancestors' table. April 16th, Red Hotel in New Orleans, Louisiana, United States. Join the Black LaRue Collective with celebrity chef Maya as she takes you along the second installment of Soul, a culinary lineage of diaspora. Tickets will sell out quickly, so it's very important you visit BlackRueCulinaryCollective.com to secure yours. In the second installment, they seek to dig deeper into the culinary and hospitality trends of America. This curated dining experience features intentional music by at I Am Funk. And special burlesque performance by Queenly Conjure. Educational snippets and a keepsake booklet by Black Rue Culinary Collective. All of this is set to occur at the Margaret Place. Get your tickets today. We will have details located in this episode's description. And now, back to the show. So what exactly is a fingerless glove? I mean, after all, a glove is supposed to protect the hand and the fingers, right? But no, 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 not in this case. In this case, there's different kinds of half gloves. Some people also call them glovelets or glovettes. So let's talk about the different kinds before we really get into it. The first kind of half glove you might want to think about and we're gonna just talk about it first because it's not what we're talking about here. 
that's the half glove that has the fingers in it and a little bit of it comes over the knuckle but it doesn't cover the palm or the whole hand those are really more so for fashion they're kind of cute but they're not very practical so that's not what we're talking about here get into today is the one that has the palm of the hand covered, the portion of the hand either just above or before the knuckle line covered, and of course the wrist and the back of the hand. What I'm referring to are the half gloves, also known as fingerless gloves. But even then, you have to be specific because there are fingerless gloves that have little bitty half fingers included in their design. You often see them with people who lift weights or carry things that can rub against your hand and cause calluses, but they still want the fingers themselves and the in-between section between the phalanges covered and they want that little part before the first knuckle covered or the first joint in the fingers covered. That's a still a bit different than what we're talking about. No, we're talking about true half gloves today. So basically, think about someone having a mitten and chopping it off without the hand inside, of course. At the knuckle line, the knuckle where if you make a fist, that knuckle line, not the first joint from the palm up. And that is where, that is where it would cut off usually, or maybe just a little bit above that. What are these good for? Well, I'll tell you one thing I like them for. One, they're cute. I mean, and You've seen them, you know, usually have a thumb hole, and they're really adorable, especially when you match them in lace. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about my age. Well, actually, we're not, but we're going to give you some clues to my age. When I was younger, back when pterodactyls ruled the skies, and I used to dress up in my black acid washed denim mini skirt with the black lace ruffle and the black rubber band bracelets I can see you cringing that really tells you how old I am right with all of the hairsprayed hair and sunglasses over my regular glasses don't judge me I used to wear those little lacy half gloves and they were so cute. They didn't have the fingers, they did have a thumb hole, and sometimes they would have the one that would have a little bit of a, a, a little lace finger half cut off for the thumb, but we don't talk about that. That's, no, that's not done now in this particular scenario. But yeah, I used to wear those and I really just thought I was something.
fingerless gloves, or rather the half gloves we're talking about now, I'm referring to the ones that are a tiny bit more durable. They can be made of leather, they can be made of a heavy cloth, and some people even crochet or knit them. Usually you would crochet them because you want to be able to do some cute little work on them like flowers or patterns. Or some people use them in heavier cloth and embroider them. You know, you can embroider knitted work, you can embroider crochet, embroider crocheted work. So I mean, it really depends on how they're made. I've even seen them done in denim. But if you do that, you have to make sure you have several layers because they should be ready to go do some work for what we're talking about here. Because what we're talking about is using these half gloves when you're working in the spring garden. And they should cover the palms of your hand so that when you're using the rake or a broom or a shovel, you can cover them but still have your fingers free because using those tools right now, especially when the ground is wet but still a little hard in some regions, can lead to calluses as well as lovely little blisters if you haven't been working all winter long with your hands. recommending these gloves because you want to be able to feel if you have to pull up weeds, if you're moving things around in the garden before you decide where you're going to plant things. You want to be able to feel for roots and maybe other things. Now I know some people are like, well what about garden gloves? You should be using garden gloves. You can use garden gloves. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you are really about to do something like maybe put little holes or plant little things like lavender seeds or anything else that's tiny, you don't want to just put that in the, your garden glove fingers because that's not going to work really well. Now some people use those cute little nifty single seed sewers, but I don't have one of those. I need to be able to feel when I pick up those seeds in my hand with those half gloves. I can slide back one of them and use the fingers on the other hand to pick up those lavender seeds and plant them. And not just lavender, anything that has super small seeds like peppermint, uh, some varieties of carrot, pak choy, you need to be able to feel. If you have really, really small seeds, something like vervain, they're almost as small as your hair. And this is the time you want to get them into the ground if they're not already there. You can't do that if you can't feel them. Another thing these gloves are good for is if you're fishing. Now me, I'm not fishing. I am not fishing. My husband's fishing. I am not fishing. Did I mention I am not fishing? There you go. You got it. I might hold the pole. I might watch for the bell to ring on the line. But I could not in good conscience say I'm fishing. But if my hands are cold and I can't feel the pole, 
because I don't have that kind of um, sensation because I have a little bit of a loss in my fingertips. They're not as a—they're uh, not as uh, sensitive as they used to be, or rather, it's not even just that. Some of my grip strength is not there. So in gloves, it's even more reduced for me. So for me to be able to feel the pole, to feel the line, I need my hands free. I need my fingers free. And that means fingerless gloves come into play. Because now I can feel the fishing line. I can get things, you know, unraveled. Even though I don't really want to touch the fishing line right now. But I could if I had to. When I was younger, I did. I wasn't so sensitive as I am now. I really don't like to watch the poor little minnows get stabbed with the hook. So, you know, yes, I'm soft-hearted. I am a Taurus. Taurus is tender-hearted, if you believe in that kind of thing. Um, I've always been rather tender-hearted. So, you know, back in the day when I was a little bit younger, I wasn't as, as tender-hearted as I am now. So, it was easier for me to feel if the gloves were cut off into half gloves. And I had to do that to get ready to throw the bait out into the water. But now, not so much. Now, what do you do if you can't sew very well? Like if you can't make them completely from scratch and you really want some cute ones, maybe you're not going to use them in the garden at all. Maybe you just want them. You want them for something super useful, like mushroom picking. That's right, mushroom picking and ramp season is here. This is the time that you can use them because now you can feel with your fingers and still be a little warm. So what do you do? Well, I've got you covered. Go to your local resale shop and see if they're clearing out any sweaters. Find some sweaters, of course, that are long sleeve and have the ribbed gathered uh, sleeve at the end where the hand comes out. Okay, the end of the arm. And you're going to use those sweaters. Now try to find some that look like they're on their last leg so you're not taking away from someone else who could use a full sweater at that price. Find something that nobody is going to want. Maybe it's stained, or maybe it's torn, or it's just not wanted. It's been there for a while, it's on the super markdown area. Because you don't want to get something that someone else in need might really, really want. But you also want it to be cute to you. Take the sweater, buy it, of course, and take it home. And this is what we're going to do next. take that sweater sleeve and you're going to remove it from the rest of the sweater. You're going to do both sleeves, both arms. This is why I said they had to be long sleeved. And now you're going to take the end of those sleeves and you're going to cut them. You're going to cut from the end of the sleeve or the hem of the sleeve all the way past where you think your wrist would be. So this is where you want to take that end of the sleeve and match it up to where the end of it goes just above your knuckle line and goes far back to where it's about two inches lower than your wrist. And you're going to do this because you want to make sure you have room. Also at this time, 
make sure that you see where your thumb would be because you're going to use that section too and you're going to cut a hole. You're going to need some lining material or if you're really good you won't but I highly recommend it and some thread and maybe a ribbon depending on how fancy you are or you can also use a yarn needle and some yarn. It's up to you. Either way this will come out beautifully. If you're super fancy, get yourself some lace trim. Now what we're going to do is we're going to, again, cut the sleeve off. We're going to cut that piece off. We've already measured. You're going to measure twice, cut once. All the seamstresses and tailors out there just perk their ears up. Measure twice before you cut. So you can measure twice, cut once. Once you've done that for both hands, you want to make sure they're even. You're going to fold, okay, you're going to turn it inside out, both of them inside out, and you're going to fold over the cut end about a half of an inch. Once you've seen it and pin it in place, you're going to pin it in place, and you're going to stitch it. But before you stitch it, unfold it and take some other material like a piece of ribbon, preferably grogain, or something else, maybe even elastic, it's up to you, and you're going to stitch it into place along the edge. Then fold it over and stitch. This way you have a nice foundation that's not going to unravel because remember sweaters unravel. Where the thumbs are supposed to go, I hope you've taken a little bit of time to mark those places. You can either use chalk or uh, nail polish, it's up to you. You're going to take a dime or a nickel depending on how large your hand is and you're going to put it and center it in the place where your thumb should stick out. You're going to draw a half circle, so it's going to be halfway on, halfway off. Draw a half circle with some chalk or something else and cut it along that line. Here you're going to add some, either some of the material uh, anti-fray, something called fray check, so that it doesn't unravel. And then we'll continue. Part, the part where you have to do a little bit of sewing. I would recommend either using a thick, a thick thread or something like a yarn, something soft. Or you can even use embroidery floss. But you're going to stitch, you're going to do a stitch of like a edging around it. I can't, oh, let me remember what it's called. What is it called? Ah, ah. You're going to use a blanket stitch, that's what it's called. So you're going to blanket stitch and then you're going to make an eyelet stitch all the way around the hole. You need to look these things up so you know what I'm talking about. Of course, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, you could always completely co cover the top and the bottom with a uh, fray check. Or you could leave it like it is. Me, myself, when I first did this, I just didn't know anything and I just stitched it 
I just stitched it all the way around like I was repairing a pair of pants and just left it where the hole was there. That's what I did. And it was a little uncomfortable, but it worked. But once you get it down and you can do an eyelet stitching, it's a lot easier and it's a lot more comfortable for you. So you pick what's comfortable for you. I'm not the boss of you. I don't want to be cruel and make you learn anything new. You get it? Cruel? Cruel. Like, you know, mean, cruel, and cruel, like C-R-E-W, you know, like the, the sewing cruel. Why are you groaning? It wasn't that bad. Come on. After you do all that, you're also going to stitch along the top of the opening where you're your glove is going to be on the end of your hand. And the reason you're doing that is because you don't want it to just completely unfray. But you don't want to stitch it tightly because you want to leave range of motion. So my recommendation, personally, I wouldn't get overly crazy with it. I would just do a, a regular blanket stitch along the top, just enough to keep them from unraveling. Or you can use your yarn and make a nice little eyelet stitch all the way around the edging. It's up to you. I've even seen people um, hot glue or fabric glue a ribbon underneath or some uh, felt or suede underneath that area so it doesn't rub them the wrong way and it doesn't come apart but if you do that you want to roll it a little bit underneath just to make sure that it doesn't unravel the big thing is you don't want it coming apart but again you're just doing this to get by now what are we gonna do with the rest of the, of the sweater well that's up to you one good thing you can do is take the rest of the sweater that's left over and make a little overlay, a sweater vest uh, that doesn't open in the top, which is closer to a sleeveless jumper, but you know what I meant. But you know, you know it's going to start to unravel. So the other thing you can do is make yourself a nice little laundry bag. Uh, stitch the armholes up, stitch it up really well, stitch up the neck hole or area. If there's a V in it, you could put a half old pillowcase in there and you know make it where it's nice and firm and, and not hanging out stitch it into place well and now you've got an extra laundry bag or maybe even a portable car garbage bag it's up to you either way it's washable and reusable and now you haven't wasted anything if you're really worried about it <clears throat> you can get a jump on making winter mittens by cutting the shapes out and stitch, stitching them front to back. And there's patterns online for that too. Now while you're doing this, you wanna make sure that you're keeping track of how everything fits while you're sewing. You don't wanna sew anything too, too small, and then your thumb won't fit through or your hands won't fit through. That's no fun. Um, if you're not into making a hole for your thumb, you could just make a slit. Just make a slit and finish the edges. And you can do that with yarn. You can do that with the fray check and the sewing. Uh, you can even do that with hot glue, but it's not very cute. But it's up to you. I mean, I'm not the bossy. You know what you want to do. And they're really useful. If you want to make them super cute, uh, you can add embroidery to it on the top of them. You could even do things like sew on cloth flowers so that you don't have to embroider. Uh, you could do anything you want. You could put patches, you could put buttons, 
as long as they're yours, it doesn't matter. And now you've saved another sad, ugly sweater that could have gone into the garbage and rehomed it and made use of it as well as the rest of it. Or maybe save the rest of the sweater if you didn't make the bag that we talked about for something else. I know that my daughter loves to use yarn, so she'd probably launder what was left of the sweater and then take it apart and use the yarn. So, you know, in all things, be mindful. I love to share projects with my friends, and we're friends, right? So, I do encourage you to try this craft at home. I encourage you to wear half gloves. I encourage you to maybe every once in a while put on some Madonna and uh, listen to Material Girl or Borderline and relive my youth with some lace glovelets too. But okay, back. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Just reliving my youth. Uh, So many fun days spent down in the shelter at St. Andrew's Hall in Detroit. Good times. Good times. And I look forward to more good times with you here on my Magical Cottagecore Life.